guys, and welcome to another episode of This Is What Blind Looks Like. You should already know, Kimberly and I are here today, as always, but it's just us, no guests, and we are going to talk about a topic that is very important to us, and I know for a fact that we both relate to it because, I mean, who doesn't? I think especially if you're a blind person, you're going to already know what it is and you're going to probably relate to a lot of what we're going to say. And we're going to talk about employment barriers and how it affects us as blind people and how frustrating it is. And Kimberly and I are going to share our stories. So let's get into it. Sure. So as blind people, we have... A lot to contend with when it comes to employment. It is not easy for us to find employment because there are just employers out there that don't know much about how we can perform the tasks that are given. But obviously, when we apply for a job, we're not going to apply for something that we can't do. You know, and it just frustrating because employers just have this automatic assumption that we can't do it because we're blind. They'll even go as far as hiding us. They'll even go as far as hiring a sighted person who doesn't do nearly as well as we could do. Like I get frustrated when it comes to going to like, just like a restaurant and there being someone there that. I know of that works there that's always late, that calls in, that um, is very slow at what they do, who you'll call and they'll be rude to you, just as an example. And it's just like, you know, how is it that that person gets hired over me who would be on time, who would come in? every day who would be there even early who would be courteous to people who has the skills necessary to perform the job but this person who's sighted gets it who has is everything but qualified so i just get so frustrated when it comes to that but some of the things that we can do as blind people is that they don't know that there's assistive technology out there. They don't know that I can take notes on my braille display. They don't know that there's JAWS that can be installed on the computer. Um, we just have to do, we just do things in different ways, but still get the job done. But they are so clueless as to how to do this. So they automatically come to the assumption that, we can't do it. Even though we come to the interview, we look presentable, we answer all the questions right, and they still won't hire us. Angie, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, because I'm not trying to do that, but like, I just wanted to throw this out there really quick, is we aren't, we're not saying every single-sided person is like this, okay? Like, I know that there are sighted people who are really happy to do their jobs, who love what they do, who are very, very courteous, who are nice, and 
who are happy to walk into work today, who go to work on time. So this isn't to, we're not trying to say, oh, all you sighted people um, don't appreciate your jobs. Um, I think all we're trying to say is just because we are blind, it doesn't mean that we can't, that we can't do a job. Like, I know blind doctors, there's blind lawyers, there's, um, blind nurses, blind people that do so many things out there. And... I know a blind radio DJ. So, I mean, it's out there. Like, we can we can do things. And there, yeah, Kimberly is right. There's assistive technology that can help us. Like, a lot of employers don't know and are not educated. Uh, like, for example, you know, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. Like, Kimberly mentioned Braille displays, screen readers like JAWS, VoiceOver, NVDA. There's a bunch of stuff that's out there. There's a bunch of ways that we can adapt to do something. So, um, and there's a bunch of ways to get to work. Carpooling, riding a bus. Um, I know that it's expensive, but sometimes when it's necessary, getting a Lyft or an Uber, uh, a cab, anything... And yeah, Kimberly, you were gonna say you were gonna say something, and I cut you off. And I'm sorry. oh no, I was just gonna throw it back to you. And Angie's right. I wasn't, you know, I mentioned sometimes. I wasn't meaning that all sighted people are like this. It's just a issue that I find at times that gets me frustrated. Right, exactly. And I understand a job is a job. Like, no matter what you do, a job is a job. Um, Whether it's a desk job, whether it's um, a job that requires you to be on your feet most of the time, or a job that's very hands-on, a job is a job. And I'm not... I'm never... I never... I'm never gonna ever put anybody down, like, whether it's janitorial work or whether it's a waitress or whether it's, um, a line cook at a restaurant, daycare provider, whatever you do, a job is a job. Um, and be happy, be grateful that you have one because finding a job, finding a job in general, like, especially right now in these, in these trying times, it's hard. The pandemic has made it a lot harder, I will say that, but in non-COVID times, non-pandemic times, finding a job for blind people is hard. Still hard. Um, still hard, and it's even harder right now. Um, there is a statistic, so there's like a 70, so 70% of blind people in the United States are unemployed. That is the statistic, and right now, I wouldn't say that I'm a... I mean, I have been a part of the statistic, and I guess you can stay... I mean, I... Right now, I do I do have a, a little gig. It's a contract work that I'm doing I'm where I'm recording COVID stats for blind Minnesotans, and I've been very, very grateful 
that I have this because it's allowing me to, it's allowing me to save up for, yes, folks, I've been very, very quiet about this, but I'm going to say it now. I'm going to be bringing a puppy home in July. I'm really happy that I have this gig because it's allowing me to save up for that. But, um, enough about me. But yes, all I'm saying is finding employment has been hard. Finding jobs has been hard. I've been looking for employment for about two, three years. Um, I can definitely say that it's it's been hard. I mean, I've had interviews. I once had an interview and I had two interviews. I didn't end up getting a, getting the job. I thought I was going to, but they're like, no, we, we picked somebody else, another candidate. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, whatever. Have a good, you know, have a great day. I'm not going to say whatever, but I'm going to just say, oh, thank you. Have a great day. Um, you know, being very polite and courteous, um, regardless of the situation. Yeah, I've been bummed. I've been upset. I've been sad, but I always think positively, like, you know, maybe hopefully something better is out, you know, is out there for me. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been through interviews. I've had little internships, like three month, three month, oh, I cannot speak today. Three month internships that have been, um, provided by like my VR counselor and stuff like that. I've worked with job developers um, so we haven't really touched more about this, but if you guys want, and I think we will definitely have a separate episode talking about voc rehab and the services they provide with, you know, to blind people and, you know, people with other disabilities as well, because they are just, they just, they work with ev everybody of like every disability, not just blind people. But um, one of the things that they do is they help you find employment. And sometimes they'll, they'll say, oh, would you like to work with a job developer? They'll um, set you up with a job developer to work with. And you and that job developer fill out resumes, cover letters, and stuff like that. So I've done that. And... I've had no success in finding a job. Um, and then when I went through training, I've worked, I took a careers class, worked with a careers instructor who is, till this day, he's very, I don't want to say till this day because it's been only been a year since, almost a year since I've been out of training, but he's still very much willing to work with me to find jobs and stuff like that. And he actually recently helped me with my resume and cover letter for a job that I'm applying for here, which I am really, really hoping that I get. I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> um, so I've been very quiet about that, but here's the hoping I get it. But yeah, it's, job searching is, it's not easy. Like I once had I was at an, I remember I was at an interview one time and I had somebody ask me, so how are you going to get to work every day? If you can't drive, how are you going to get to work? And I just, I flat out said, I'm going to get to work just like anybody else 
who does not own a vehicle for whatever reason needs to get to work. I, I will take a bus. I will um, hire a driver. There are people who, there are blind people who do that. They will hire a driver. I can take a Lyft or Uber if I have to. Paratransit if I need to. Um, carpool if a coworker ever so offers and if it's like convenient, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So there's a lot of ways. I mean, I, you know, I said, like, I will get there on time, you know, I will, but I didn't end up getting that job, and it was a job at a radio station here. I did not end up getting it, unfortunately, so, but yeah, so I know we're going to jump around, because obviously there's no order into how we're going to talk about this, but, okay, so, I will, I will say this. A job, an employer, a potential employer cannot discriminate against you because then that means you'll have the right to sue. Sometimes there are employers that will find a legal way to discriminate against you. Whereas, like, they're not going to say why they didn't hire you. They're just going to, you know... Say, oh, we found someone else, or they'll find a nice way of... So, yeah, employers will definitely say it in a way. They're going to be very nice about it, and they're going to say, oh, we, we found another candidate for this job, that sort of thing. Like, we had someone else in mind, or or we found we found somebody who we're looking for. So they're, they're going to find a way to legally discriminate you covering their butts without them worrying about oh my god I'm gonna get sued so yeah that is just what we're gonna say about that anything else that you want to talk about because we've talked about whether or not oh yeah we've talked about employees discriminating or Oh, discriminating against disability. I know we talked about that. Should we talk about... Deciding whether or not to disclose your disability? Sure. I don't know if we already did this or not. We had a technical difficulty, you guys. Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) It sucks. Because I'm like, oh yeah, we're we're recording. (laughs) And uh, it turns out that my computer decided to just have this like whole... Oh, you ran out of CPU, so it stopped my recording. But uh, anyway, here we are again. So if I've already repeated this, please forgive me. And if I haven't, we can let's go, back go on a ride. And, we can go back and edit and take out things if necessary. <laughs> All right, but okay. So, deciding to address the big elephant in the room, which is your disability, in my case and Kimberly's case, our blindness. I choose not to disclose my blindness um, in a phone interview. I choose to wait until they meet me in person, and then they look at me and decide to ask questions. I do use a white cane, a long white cane to get around. That is my mobility device of choice 
at the moment. Um, well, it's the only choice I have right now. But I've had them ask questions. And I'm always just like, all right, ask away. There's no such thing as a stupid question. You're fine. Go ahead. And, um, and, uh, it's all, it all goes from, like, oh, how would you do this? How would you do that? How would you use a computer or whatever? And I talk about, oh, well, there's assistive technology for the blind. And I go into that whole detail and then that sort of thing. So, it is up to you if you want to choose to disclose your disability. I know I usually tend to wait until they see me in person and they ask questions. But, Kimberly, what do you do? I wait, too, and it's illegal for them to ask you questions unless you bring it up about your blindness or your disability. So, if you say, as you can see, I'm whatever your disability is. I know that there's questions you will have. And think about, before the interview, ways you can perform the tasks that you can. Kimberly, did we lose you? Yeah. I'm here. Uh, Are you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm think, here. Go ahead. Think about ways that you're going to perform the task before the interview for you to explain to them already, and then you can let them know if they have questions and just go from there. Yep. I would agree on that for sure. What about for resumes sure. for you? Oh, yeah, resumes. Good topic. So, with resumes, some of them have, I don't want to say I've disclosed my blindness, but I've mentioned, oh, I've, you know, gone through blindness adjustment training, or I've, you know, I have that on my resume. I have the fact that I was, I had leadership positions in a uh, blind student division organization, because um, that's, that's a good thing to seen on your resume if you were involved in like organizations or had leadership roles because in that way they'll know oh yeah this person can can be a leader um and that just goes in general um with saying but yeah I have that um I've never really talked about my blindness on my cover letter unless the job is geared towards a blindness organization so like what I just applied for a couple weeks ago. So, there's that. But, um, one thing I know Kimberly mentioned about before we got caught off is like, I don't even know if it's on here or not, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Don't have any gaps on your resume. Because right. in that way, that's a really, really bad thing. Do volunteering if you can. Work out the way yeah. how you're going to get there. Choose a place that you think that you'll enjoy to volunteer. Um, and that can be between finding your career path or between getting to a new location or whatever the reasons are. You never want to have something gaps on your resume. Otherwise, they'll be like, okay, well, what did you do between such and such? And it's like you have nothing to offer them. Yep. Exactly. 
So there's that, and also any job tips so that I could give. Make sure you look presentable in your interview. Uh, don't go uh, with, you know, the obvious. Don't go in PJs. Don't go, like, you know, with your bed head or whatever. Like, you just rolled out of bed. Freshen up. Look nice. Wear a suit if you're a guy. Or a shirt and tie. Dress pants if you're a guy. If you're a girl, you can wear, like, a cute blazer, skirt, slacks. Or, um, a dress that looks nice that is not revealing or too short or anything like that. Do your makeup, do your hair, you know, look pretty. It's an interview. Um, but look presentable. Act happy to be there. Be, yep. ha and be happy to be there. Be, oh, what's the word? Be glad that you got that far and do your, do your best. Think of something that you a question at the end never go into an interview without having a question thought of beforehand because it is very bad if you go into an interview and they say do you have any questions and you're like no that's a big turnoff and also angie knows to do your research think of a fact or think of something you can mention in their interview about that place that you're being interviewed that you can like wow them with. So they know yep. that, Oh, wow. You know, they, they, they know about us. Yep. That's also very, very, very interesting too. Like very, not interesting, but like very good tips. Sorry. I couldn't think of like the right word I wanted to say. Um, but yes, that those are all very good tips. Also, be sure to write a polite thank you note. You know, send an email. Every oh, time. Thank you so much for the interview today. You know, for having me interview today. I look forward to hearing from you soon. That sort of thing. Good point. Even yes. if you don't get the job. Even if you don't get the job, say thank you. Yeah. So, there's that. Do you have any more tips, advice? Oh, yes. Okay, I have one, I have one more tip. So... If it happens that you do get the job, okay, and if you're still, you know, if you're looking for a place or whatever, if you're like me and uh, you live with your parents right now, um, so once you get a job, you know, full-time job, whatever, do not, do not move right away. Wait at least four, five to six months, okay, that you're settled in. That everything's going well and you know for sure they're going to keep you. They're not going to let you go. They like you. Whatever. You're happy. Whatever it is, right? Because it'll give you the opportunity to save money and that way you'll know. You know for sure. Because you don't want to be in a predicament where you get a job, then you move into a place... And then they let you go for whatever reason, and then you have no way to pay. You have no way to get out of a lease. So, that is my tidbit. Also, do not ever, if you're unsatisfied with the job, do not ever leave it before you have another job in its place. You never want to have yourself be put in the bind where you just up and quit and then not have something 
to fall back on. Those are really good advice and tidbits. So are you ready to uh, go ahead and rant? Be savage and like throw in <laughs> sure. some frustration? Because I am. Oh yeah. I am. Yes. I do not like being another statistic. I hate it. I really do. Because I'm not getting any younger, folks. I'm in my early 30s, okay? And by now, by now, I should have a job. I should have a job. I should have my own place. But unfortunately, I'm a blind person, okay? Nobody wants to hire a blind person. I'm sure everybody in the disability community feels the same way because it's not just limited to blindness, unfortunately. There's so many disabilities out there other than just blindness that are in the same uh, predicament. So, I currently live with mom and dad. I love my parents dearly. The parentals are great. They're wonderful. They are very supportive. I'm lucky to have supportive parentals. And um, I know that I'm not sitting doing nothing, right? But sometimes I can't help but to feel that way. And it sucks. It's a really, really, really bad feeling. I get sad sometimes. You know, I get in my feelings. Pity party. Everyone everyone has them. Yep. And, uh, you know, it sucks because I want to be independent. I want to have my own place. Like, I love my mom and dad, but, like, I don't want to live here forever. But it's hard out there, folks. The real world is hard. Like, and, yeah, people might think, oh, but you get help from the government. <laughs> Not help. Enough. <laughs> Not right? enough, honey. Not enough. That seven hundred, eight hundred dollar check is not enough to pay an apartment rent for a decent apartment is a thousand if not more okay is at least a thousand if not more I and Kimberly and every other disabled person that is receiving um SSI or SSDI or whatever it's hard okay like it's 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 hard um and no, I haven't looked into low-income places because I don't know how they are here and I don't know if there's going to be a decent one or if they're all going to be crummy. I know, yes, there are decent low-income apartments, but I haven't looked in my area. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to be receiving SSI for the rest of my life. Like, that's just not what it is. Like, it is not the best thing in the world, even though the general public, people who are not educated, think, oh, but you get help. Yeah. It's not enough to live. It's really not. And it's frustrating. Yeah. And I also know it's not easy to be on your own. So if you're in high school and if you're itching and waiting to be 18 to leave mommy and daddy's house, you are in for a big surprise. You are in for a big reality check. It is hard. It is hard. It is not easy. Because not only do you have to have a job, you have to keep that job. And sometimes you might have to have a roommate. Um, it's hard. It's hard juggling school, work, and a place to live. 
I haven't had to do that because I've chosen not to go that route. I've chosen to be smart and stay with my mom and dad while going to school, you know, to avoid the added stress. I didn't mind it. I still did, you know, I still did things for myself, whatever. But it's hard because it's, it takes a lot. So if you're making fun of millennials who are living at home or people who are living at home, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Millennials, and I'm not, and this is not pertaining to blindness, but I'm being in general right, I'm speaking in general right now. Millennials right now are having the hardest time, the hardest time, because guess what? Student loan debts, and they have thousands of dollars in student loans. Yes, they might have a full-time job, but guess what? They probably can't, you know, find a place, you know, afford to find a place to live and probably have to stay with mom and dad. They probably have no choice. It's just the reality of it. It's hard. And guess what? Now it's even harder because there's a pandemic and people are losing their jobs. So some people sometimes have no choice but to move back into their parents' house. <sighs> Life is hard, people. The cost of living, you know, living is hard. Not only that, but you always, you have to worry about health insurance, car insurance if you drive. I don't drive, so I don't have to worry about car insurance. I know later on I'm going to have to worry about pet insurance and, you know, I mean, I guess that goes for any pet owner, but, you know, caring for a dog, maintaining it, vet bills, food, whatever. So, um, all that. So, I mean, life is hard. So. I've been there, Angie. It's just like you want to get out and... There's no way around it in you're waiting for something to happen and it's not and I feel oh, I, all those. Oh god, I've I've had that so many times where I'm just sort of like I didn't get the job and I'm like in my feelings and I'm just like I'm waiting for something to happen and it's not happening. Why? And it sucks. It really does. Like if it weren't if it were not for this pandemic I would love to be in Minneapolis right now. But guess what? COVID drove me to go back home. Because I was just like, nope. I don't have enough time to job search. I, you know, no internships or anything like that. So, I was just like, I'm going to have to go back home. And I knew it. I knew it. I really did. I knew that that was going to happen. Because Minneapolis, like... It's one of those places where, like, it's great, right? You can find a place to live easily, but guess what? You can't find a job very easily. So, it's hard to find a job. I had to come back here, and that's okay. I mean, I still miss Minneapolis, but I had to really go in with the hard realization that if I couldn't find a job in Minneapolis, I was going to have to settle for wherever that job was. If it was a job in Madison, great. You know what I mean? Like, I would have family and stuff like that, you know? So now I'm just sort of like, well, if, you know, life wants to keep me in Madison, so be it. You know, because I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep looking for jobs in Minneapolis. I'll find something. I'll move back. But sometimes life doesn't have it that way doesn't happen that way and it's hard 
perseverance and determination is something that a lot of disabled of perseverance and determination is something a lot of the disabled community have to contend with. So don't give up. Yes. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep looking for employment because that is all of us. I know we all want to be successful and be a part of society and uh, not be another statistic. Kimberly, is there anything else that you wanted to mention that we didn't mention at all? We totally covered it. Awesome. Yay. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. We We appreciate all the support. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we appreciate all the support that we get. And guys, in all honesty... Please support our Patreon. We want to make content on Patreon exclusively for you guys. So even if it, like, if you have to give up that $5 for coffee once a month, please just do it. We need the support. We want to bring you guys content, and we love doing what we do. Honestly, if I, if I didn't have, you know, Kimberly as my co-host... If one of my supervisors for an internship that I had in a music studio here didn't persuade me and push me to have this podcast, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys in front of a mic right now. Kimberly wouldn't be doing that either, okay? I don't know what we would be doing. I really don't. We love doing this for you guys once a month. We love sitting down here and just talking to a microphone. I mean, Kimberly and I, if we wanted to, we could sit on the phone and talk to each other. But we choose to do this because we want to educate and we love what we do. And I am so grateful and thankful that I have Kimberly as my co-host. And I really, really appreciate that because I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't have a co-host that would push me and, like... When I don't feel like doing something, sort of like lift me up and be like, hey, snap out of it. Let's go. We got to record an episode, you know? (laughs) We got to keep this going. Like, what are you doing? Because I've had that sometimes where, you know, she would figuratively, you know, pull me by the ear and say, hey, come on, let's go. So I'm really, really thankful for that. I wouldn't be sitting here. I really wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't have... A determined co-host like I do. And um, if I didn't have all the support of my family and my former supervisor who is a really good friend of mine. And I'm really, really grateful that we have this podcast for a reason. And that reason is to educate the general public. I don't want to end being all sappy, okay? I really don't. (laughs) But please support us. You guys know where to find us. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn. Keep continuing to listen to us. Support us. Please rate our podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. Because that's going to help us. I really want to get on the new and noteworthy section on iTunes. So please, please... Review us. Rate us. Kimberly and I, we don't earn anything from this. This podcast is not monetizing itself. 
right now we're just doing this because we love it. And we, I mean, we're still going to love it. Don't get me wrong. But I have hopes and dreams of making this podcast big and monetizing it so that this podcast can pay itself and so that Kimberly and I can have a little something from it too because, you know, we're creating content for you guys. Please do that. Also, send us questions on Facebook, on our Facebook page, uh, on our Twitter page, facebook.com slash this is what blind looks like and at blind looks like on Twitter. Please go down on our D- in our DMs, okay? Go down in our DMs, ask us questions, give us suggestions on episodes, please, because we want to do this for you. We love what we do, and we want our audience to be engaged very much. And I recently just started a TikTok to educate about blindness, so you can follow me on TikTok at blind underscore looks underscore like underscore this because I'm going to be doing some educating on my own on there if you want. If you care to follow me on TikTok, go ahead. We love you so much and remember to tune in next time. Bye guys!